0: We know we're way late on planting pecans, but sure was great to be able to plan the grove yesterday. Welcome to Longleaf Breeze, subsistence farmers using three simple principles, approaching but never reaching subsistence. It's got to be fun while we're
1: doing it. And we don't make all misstatements. Now, Lee and Amanda Borden. Thanks, Adrian, and welcome to our podcast of May 29th, 2014. It's true that we are late getting our pecan trees uh, planted in the ground. However, better late than never, and um, hey, it's still May, so maybe we'll get by with it, you think?
0: <laughs> I suspect we will not get them in the ground until May has finished, but... Um it's good that we're at least getting it going now. What it means for us to be late like this is that it just pushes, puts a whole lot of strain on the watering. we got to make sure we water them all summer
1: long. Right. But we'll talk about that in a few minutes. You have a plan for that. We so have a plan. We, we can take care of that. Um, it seems that our trend is we're almost always behind doing the planting that we need to do. I think we just cut out too many uh, tasks for ourselves Uh both on the farm and off, and we get busy, and uh, therefore we things get put off. But we're going to do it, and uh, this year we're turning to you, Lee, because the pecans are your doing and your undoing. Right, and my undoing <laughs>
0: this year. We've just, and you know, I I can make some excuses, just like anybody else. We were well along the way toward clearing a spot right here close to Veg Hill when I decided I just can't finish this it's just it'll drag on forever so we abandoned that plan and went with planting them on the other side of the property Um, but meanwhile we haven't planted them there either Uh, they're still sitting in a little bunch at the north edge uh, of veg hill Um, looking good I mean they they've Mm -hmm. stayed healthy and so forth Um, so I guess we can just say the standard gardener's prayer and say, dear Lord, I'll do better next year.
1: But in the meantime, you've been keeping those uh, pecan trees water. So they're irrigated. Uh, you have drip irrigation on them, right? I do. So, so you know, they're holding their own and uh, we will get it done. And as you said, really, it's better to take time. And like, if you're going to change your mind about the best place to plant the trees, it's better to do it before you plant the trees. (laughs) There you go. Uh,
0: Just a little digression here. There's no way we can defend economically our decision to plant a dozen pecan trees. Uh, The price of pecans has roughly doubled within three years, primarily as a result of a huge increase in demand from China. But everybody is responding to that by planting pecans now and to a greater extent last year um, so that they can cash in on that great new price and that wonderful new demand. Uh, My personal thought is that the demand from China is going to shrink, one, because they're probably going to start planting them domestically, and two, because the shipping cost is likely to become too burdensome. And three, because demands change. People will, you know, this whole business with the way China sells pecans just reeks of fad. It, it doesn't have any sort of sense of
1: permanence Right, they're it. not grinding them up to put them in their Toll House brownies. They're, we, I think we talked about this on a podcast a, a good while back, about how they're eating them more like in halves. They're not, they're not, grinding them it's more of a yes. they want a pecan that's got a and they do different flavors and uh, seasonings on the little bag of pecans yeah, it, it's they're sold treat. at
0: the dime store as a treat exactly mm-hmm. so um i i'm just 85 plus percent sure there's going to be a glut of pecans 10 to 15 years from in now, this country right in, in the this, united yeah. states um but so yeah. our reason is not economic our reason is to round out our approach to subsistence because goodness knows we love pecans they're a great way to make friends by giving pecans away and we will think we think we'll be glad that we have them we just don't plan to make money on them
1: right so th- this is not an economic investment of any kind it's a, it's an investment in our and even more so our children and grandchildren's future exactly given the the rate at which pecan trees develop. Uh, scab resistance, I know, is a big concern, and if you want to talk a little bit about why we chose the cultivars, we did.
0: Well, we've got a dozen trees. There are three each, uh, four different varieties, Excel, Macmillan, Gafford, and Eclipse. All four of those are considered to be relatively resistant to scab, and they are... Uh, we chose them a because they were available there were some that we would have loved to get but they were just not available at the time we were buying them and b because they are considered to be good for a home orchard as opposed to a commercial orchard yes and ours is very much a home orchard we're not trying to do any spraying or all that much fertilizing for that matter so we'll we will um i think be pleased with the decision we've made although you always have to enter into the pecan planting process with a healthy dose of humility knowing that by the time they start bearing that variety may no longer be resistant to scab so we just have to understand that uh you're taking a chance
1: right uh we changed we, we mentioned a second ago that we were changing the location that we originally thought Uh, where we wanted to plant them we are actually now planting on the west side of the property but the good news is it's a fairly level spot
0: very level um, nice good fertile soil so we we think there's some good things about it one thing that will be an issue is we have to protect them from deer because we are, we've are we encouraged the deer to browse in that field.
1: In fact, that's what we call the green field. It's been planted with green things that attract deer, and we have a friend who hunts on the property, and uh, he helps us keep it green. <laughs>
0: So we're going to be using deer cages, individual uh, goat fence cages, and we'll probably have to put some sort of top on them even um, to discourage the deer from browsing over the top of them.
1: We might even gonna... be It might be worth it to invest in, are there 12 trees? 12 of those hog blood hanger things that you can put on a tree.
0: Maybe. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Might be
1: worth the investment.
0: But it's, you know, this... This is going to be a challenge because the deer have been so comfortable browsing over there. The other issue is that there is no water source over there. Right now, our plan to deal with that is to we have 255 gallon water barrels, and I'm planning to fill them over here and take them over there in the tractor and just keep a fresh water barrel on the. Um, we're going to build a little tower to elevate the barrel so that it so that gravity will feed the water down to the drip irrigation that will serve the pecan trees. We know that short term, we can't keep ferrying drums of water back and forth forever, um, but this will at least keep us going for the next right. year or two. and then
1: we'll have to decide about drilling a well versus trying to get water out of the creek. Versus even city water, although I have misgivings about that because of the cost and the fact that there's uh, chlorine in the water. Um, And it would be nicer to have, you know, surface water of some kind. But anyway, we'll have to see. Uh, how that develops but the important thing is we walked it out yesterday we walked we took our measuring twins as we call them it's an electronic measuring device once more we have to sing
0: the praises of those little measuring twins i'll try to include a link and a picture and so forth they're just so handy
1: because what we were able to do is um step off i mean you don't really have to step it off just we had some flags and we Went and just walked around and decided where each tree needed to be, planted a flag there. Now you know where the trees are going to be. And the measuring twins, we just, you know, you take one end of the electronic device and I take the other. And it tells us, it gives it you a reading. shoots a beam and yeah. tells
0: you exactly what the distance is between the two. And it's just so quick. That's yeah. the wonderful thing about the measuring twins. Uh, but, we, yeah, we laid it out. We started out trying to do it on a square grid where... The, the trees were exactly on a 40-foot square spacing, uh, but w- we realized that if we followed through with that, we would have to cut down some extra trees. On the to periphery, clear the, right. Yeah, yeah, particularly the ones that are on the west side of the orchard, or actually it's, what is it, the it's the north side.
1: Yeah, we did find out that we were a little turned around. We had one idea. South side. South
0: side of the orchard, yeah.
1: We discovered that what we thought was south really wasn't south when we got down to it.
0: (laughs) Right, and aren't we glad we checked?
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Uh, That's the wonderful thing about uh, smartphones. We each have a little compass in our smartphones so we could quickly check and see exactly where south is to know what foliage we needed to clear and This doing it a little bit on the diagonal as we have allows us to get more trees in the same amount of space. Mm
1: -hmm. Now, the 40-foot spacing, uh, talk about that a little bit because I know that there are some people who will tell you you need more like 60 or something like that. And,
0: And we've heard everything from 35 to 60. We've opted for 40, and it's... There's a possibility that somewhere down the road, our children or grandchildren may have to thin a tree or two because they're too close. I'm willing to run that risk.
1: It'll be their problem. It'll be their problem, (laughs) not ours. But we're not trying to be irresponsible about it. We actually, we've been to several pecan workshops, and it seems to me the one we went to last, uh, I guess it was last fall, um, there were some... Argument in favor if you could do forty foot spacings.
0: Oh, some argument in favor of doing thirty. Yeah, yeah. Um, and but most of the people who are doing thirty are actually planning to thin down the road, and we could always do that. Yes. You know, if if, if the trees get too close together, and that's really the risk you run when the trees get too close together, then you you don't get good ventilation. And if you don't get good ventilation, then scab becomes more of an issue.
1: Well, and just to, to, to tag on to that, another thing that you had said earlier uh, comes into play here, that it that is uh, what we now consider a scab-resistant tree or one that is functionally scab-resistant may not become, you know, may no longer be resistant That's in right. the future. And there might even be some, in fact, with all the research that's going on, you got to believe in a couple of years, or five years, or ten years, there'll be the another latest and greatest scab-resistant pecan tree.
0: That's true, and it's always possible that we will cut down a tree that is that has developed scab susceptibility, and replace it with one that is more mm-hmm. resistant.
1: Right. So I think. Or.
0: But- graft onto it one that's more resistant.
1: Absolutely, because that's another thing. We've been to like three pecan grafting, at least three, maybe more. Sort of getting Uh, ballsy now about our ability
0: to graft pecans. We sort of think, yeah, if we needed to graft pecans, we could do it pretty easily. So,
1: I mean, I think that's another um, possibility. So that's why I don't lose any sleep over this. And the fact of the matter is, if our kids later or we uh, in our lifetimes decide we need to expand that orchard and space things out more, we can then cut down some of the trees that we you know, the existing trees uh, in the forest that we plan to save if That's we need to expand. Too. So uh, we're just trying to avoid that right now.
0: Particularly over on that north side where we don't have any trees that are specimen or particularly pretty. They're just there. Right. So we could take down another 15 or 20 feet Of trees and make room for one more row if we needed to. If we
1: needed to, right. And um, you mentioned why we're doing the diagonal uh, spacing. It was a little confusing stepping that. When it was a rectangular grid, grid, I could kind of figure out what we were doing. And then when we went to the diagonal, I thought, okay, clearly your mind operates that way and mine doesn't. I must be a square (laughs) grid kind of person. So I basically just wherever you told me to with the measuring twin. (laughs) Oh
0: no that means you're relying on my having a big picture understanding. That's a little scary.
1: Well another thing we discovered um, we talked about minimizing how many trees we have to cut down right now but there are uh, a few that do need to come down. A couple of damaged trees one that's completely dead that's in the way of things. Um, One little stand of trees that they're healthy but small but they're definitely in the way Uh, but there is some clearing that you've got to do before we plant.
0: This is true and it probably is fortuitous that we end up doing this because another thing on which we are behind is getting our firewood cut split and stacked so uh, we've got to bring down probably 12-15 trees over there and I'll buck them up and bring them back over here and then it'll be time for us to put those put the firewood on those pallets and get them out yeah, in the orchard yeah. so they can be drying out in the summer.
1: Yet another project for us. So.
0: Yet another project.
1: Well, thanks for being with us as we discuss our future with pecan trees. We still have a lot to do to get them in the ground, as you know, but um, as time rolls on and developments occur, we'll keep you posted. Have a good week. You've been listening to Longleaf Breeze with Lee and Amanda Borden. You can call the farm at 334-625-8682. Send email to letters at longleafbreeze.com. Our address is P.O. Box 780-446, Tallahassee, Alabama,
0: 36078. Visit us at longleafbreeze.com to learn more about the farm, to browse our archive, and to look over our planting database. You can also read the daily
1: farm log and check in with Lee and Amanda. That's longleafbreeze.com.